This podcast is brought to you by Living Waters Church, Kyabram. You can visit us at www.lwkyabram.com. We're going to read a passage out of 1 Kings and chapter 19. My message tonight is called Attention, Please. Attention, Please. When our eldest son was little, we actually didn't get a TV till he was about two years old. And so he really wasn't used to having a TV. And we noticed it particularly, I guess, because they lived nearby. We used to go around to Trevor's parents' house a little bit. And if the TV was on there, then... Bevan was just totally focused on that TV. It just like as soon as he got in the door, the TV had his attention and it was hard to just get him to focus anywhere else but but on that TV. And I probably should admit that maybe Trevor and I, because we didn't have a TV at the time, maybe we were a little bit the same, but not as bad not as bad as, as our little son at the time. And it's, good, it's a good thing to be focused. It's good to have focus in your life, but it's important that we are focused on the right things and the right things have our attention. So let's look at 1 Kings chapter 19, and we're just going to read some verses um, from verse 11, just an experience that... The prophet Elijah had, 1 Kings 19, 11, Go out and stand before me on the mountain, the Lord told him, Elijah. And as Elijah stood there, the Lord passed by, and a mighty windstorm hit the mountain. It was such a terrible blast that the rocks were torn loose, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire there was the sound of a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And a voice said, What are you doing here, Elijah? And that passage continues on and Because Elijah was paying attention, God was able to direct him in his next steps in his life. But it's important that we are focusing and giving our attention to the right things. It's important, number one, that we focus on our attention granted and not just on attention grabbers that our focus is on those right things, not just the things that come along and just grab hold of our notice, just catch our eye in the moment. Our focus needs to be on granting our attention, our attention granted to the right things and not on just attention grabbers because there's attention grabbing things around us here, there, everywhere, like the dog starts barking and it's like, oh, I wonder what she's barking at. Like the weather has been grabbing our attention recently. Headlines are designed to grab our attention. 
just the way they're structured, it's like you actually want to read more. That's what they're designed to grab your attention and suck you in. And not all attention-grabbing things are, are bad. There's plenty of things that grab our attention relating to our family and our friends and and things around us that are that are quite good they're quite great great news grabs our attention as well as the bad news but there's some things grabbing our attention that that aren't good there are some things that it's like those attention grabbers that just feel like they're incessantly demanding of us that they're just claiming our attention like we haven't got any other choice. But even in the midst of of those things that do just grab our attention, some of the situations that we find ourselves in in life, God can use those things to get our attention to start with. And as we experience those things, we can pick up sometimes on God's intent woven through those things that we face, maybe even stamped upon those things that we face. Sometimes it's not so much. Sometimes like Elijah found himself, God saying, I want your attention, but then there was a wind, there was an earthquake, there was a fire. God wasn't in those things, but it certainly made Elijah stand there. It certainly took a hold of him until God did speak in that gentle whisper. So sometimes it just takes some of those attention-grabbing things to get a hold of us until we're at the place where we're like, okay, something's happening. My attention hasn't been grabbed for nothing. So then we say, okay, God, I grant you my attention in this. I'm at the place where yeah, I'm awake, I'm noticing what's going on and I grant you my attention and then you're in that place where you can, like Elijah, actually hear that gentle whisper that you might not have heard if you were just about your ordinary mundane life that had not much going on at that point in time. God's heart, of course, is that we will regularly grant him attention that he doesn't have to disrupt our day or shake up our world for us to grant him time and space in our lives. It's in those times when he can just speak. We can hear him and respond to what he's saying. In those times like Elijah, Elijah responded to that whisper and God spoke into his situation at that time. Second thing that needs our focus is growing our attention span. I think these days they're talking about people's attention spans shrinking and kids especially just not being able to focus like they used to once upon a time when they used to sit in classrooms with just a boring blackboard up the front and not all the fancy interactive whiteboards and all the posters and cards and everything else that could make things interesting when they used to sit there and recite their times tables and and whatever else. But I guess there was 
more at stake if you did the wrong thing back in those days. It was kind of a painful consequence maybe more than these days. Maybe that helped keep those attention spans. But it's important when we're giving God our attention that we work on growing our attention span. John chapter 15, it's a well-known chapter where it gives us a picture of Jesus as the vine and us as the branches who we are connected to Jesus the vine and we draw out of the vine and we remain healthy and vital in our life while we continue with that connection. In verse 9 of John 15, it says, Remain in my love. We can't remain in in God's love if we're kind of in and out of giving him our attention in our life, if we, if we are all for God one day and then we are just lukewarm about God another day. When I read verses like that where it says, remain in my love, it can almost sound like a demand, like, like you could put thou shalt at the start, like you've got to, like or else. But... It's actually Jesus' desire for us, remain in my love. It's his desire for us to have the best life, to have a secure life, a life of belonging, filled with peace and hope and purpose that we can't find elsewhere. So, of course, he's going to say, remain in my love, if that's the only place where we are going to find all those things fulfilled, where we're going to find our life fulfilled. His desire is that we would give attention to loving him. And I think it's it's a, a great area that we can continue growing in. It's an ongoing response to his love for us. It's not like we get to a point where we've experienced all he has for us or or anything like that or have loved him as much as we can. There's there's almost always more. And it's about us granting him that attention, that we will grow that attention because he's not a God who demands love from us. And at the same time, we are not people who need to demand love from God either because God proved his love for us without doubt, without question, when Jesus died on the cross for us. So if there was any doubt ever about whether God is loving or not, that was just laid to rest at the cross. So there's no demanding it in the love. So maybe that's sometimes why we need to work and just devote ourselves more to, to just growing that attention span when it comes to God, when it comes to his presence, when it comes to to loving him and getting to know him better. Another verse in John chapter 15, in verse 5, it says, Yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. That talks about remaining again, or some versions say abiding in the vine, representing Jesus. That's also a choice to give our attention 
to him, to give our attention to his will for our lives and to just work on growing that more in our lives as well. That picture of the vine and the branches, it's about something that's got growth attached to it. It's about something that's that's full of life, full of like there, there's development happening there. And those verses say that when we do remain in the vine, that our lives will be productive, that our lives will bear not just a little bit of fruit but bear much fruit. There's so many things in life that we can be giving our attention to and there's things that we need to give our attention to but it's the amount of attention that we give to those things compared to God. Sometimes we're giving our attention to things in our life to seek fruitfulness from those instead of paying attention to his word where it says we remain in him and that's where our fruitfulness comes from. We can spend a lot of time and effort trying to produce fruit in our lives, in our own strength, in our own means without having as a priority and a focus being in the vine and remaining in him. If our attention is given to God first, then we are able to give the best of our attention that follows after that to the right things from the right perspective. When we have that attention all out of order and in disarray, it's so easy to become overwhelmed. There's so many demands in life. There's so many options, so many choices. Even right in this moment, we've got an election coming up. There's floods all around us. We might be dealing with a work schedule or a a school schedule that we try to work our life around. We've got commitments to family. We might have health issues. We might have financial issues, whatever. When our attention is given to all the issues around us first, then it's just everything is in the wrong order. The fruitfulness can't come if we're not giving our attention to our place in Jesus Christ first, abiding in him first. The third thing that we need to focus on is reminder alerts. Does your phone give you reminders or your some kind of electronic device give you reminders? Maybe some significant other person in your life gives you reminders. Maybe that's how you get reminder alerts in your life. I, I love the little reminders um, lists app that comes with an iPhone at least. It's just like I don't have to try and keep things in my head. I can just put it in there and then it'll give me a notification to remind me and it's fantastic. It's good to give our attention to the reminder alerts that we find in the Word of God, the reminder alerts that we find when when we are in God's presence, giving him our attention and he reminds us of things. Sometimes we kind of think, We've been in church for a certain length of time and and we don't need reminding about some things anymore. Sometimes 
we need reminding because we haven't quite learnt the lesson yet. We didn't take it in properly at the time. Maybe we've forgotten. It's easy to forget sometimes when we start returning maybe to old thought patterns. We forget all the all the wonderful things that God has done for us and all the wonderful things he has promised to us in our life. And we need those reminders. We need to include in our focus in life, giving attention to things that we already do know but are important, that we make sure they remain a priority, that that we don't lose our grasp on some of the important things that we know. For example, in um, the second letter of John, it's only a really short little letter. It's like there's just one chapter in Second John and it's not even that long. And yet in that letter, in verses 5 and 6, John says, I'm writing to remind you, dear friends, that we should love one another. This is not a new commandment, but one we have heard from the beginning. Love means doing what God has commanded us, and he has commanded us to love one another, just as you heard from the beginning. You would think that's pretty basic to be reminded to love one another. Like surely we won't forget that, will we? Like surely that would be our priority. Like the, the guy who came to Jesus and said, what are the two greatest commandments? And it was like, love the Lord your God, number one, and, and love one another as number two. Like the, it's the two main things. Surely we won't forget that. And yet there's a reason why that is written here in the word of God. A reminder, I am writing to you that we should love one another. Like it doesn't say... I'm writing to you with a list of things to remember, but there's a real specific focus on loving one another here and the fact that loving means doing what God has commanded. I think there's a real key there in, in just how best to love is to keep on doing what Jesus says, keep on giving that attention to him, keep on following his direction because if loving one another is one of the main commandments that Jesus said we need to follow, then how we best love one another is to walk in obedience to everything Jesus says. So pretty much everything else Jesus taught after saying love one another helps us know how to best live in a way that helps us love one another and I think we can kind of just get comfortable in our concept of love and and how much love we give to others and and how we love and and I think it's good that we get reminded of this we can be so used to loving people a certain way that one day we might suddenly realize oh that person that I've been showing love this way towards, they don't actually receive, like say it's giving them advice on their life. It's like you're doing it out of a motivation of love and and then you find out they're not actually receiving it as love. And 
Sometimes we can be quite happy with the way we're loving, but God wants us to actually learn how to love and keep learning how to love. That's why it's a reminder for us that we need to keep learning how we can love people better. And sometimes it's by actually taking a step back and not being so happy with how well we're doing it, but going, I wonder how the other person is receiving my acts of love. And I find even the way that our culture around us not that long ago was kind of content with the way that Christians viewed the world and they weren't really, they didn't really get their back up about it. And so we could say, oh, we don't love the sin, but we love the sinner. Like we hate the sin, we love the sinner. And now our culture has got their own message out there that just says, no, people who call themselves Christians are just bigots and they just hate all these people. They they just abhor all these people who have alternate lifestyles there. And so we need to learn how to love people around us in a new way because it's a new season and our culture is changing around us. So it's important that we are awake and have our attention on the reminders in the Word of God. And there's numerous letters in the New Testament that the writers, different writers saying, I remind you of this and that. And Second Peter chapter 1 in, in that letter, he mentions the word remind or remember quite a bit, but Second Peter 1 and verse 12, Peter says, Therefore I will always remind you about these things, even though you already know them and are standing firm in the truth you have been taught. And it is only right that I should keep on reminding you as long as I live, for Our Lord Jesus Christ has shown me that I must soon leave this earthly life. So I will work hard to make sure you always remember these things after I am gone. Now we won't go into what Peter's things to remember were, just the fact that he was like, you really need to pay attention to this, not just finding out new things but remembering all the things that you already know. Like keep reminding yourself of those things. They're important things. Don't think that you've moved past those things. You still need to be giving your attention to those things regularly. So there's some important things that we focus on in life and particularly when it comes to our relationship with God that we make space in our life where we grant God our attention, that we work on growing our attention span when it comes to the things of God, hearing from God and having our life open to his work in our life and that we don't just say, oh, yeah, I know that when the Holy Spirit prompts us and tries to get our attention about certain things that we do know that we have heard before but we need to focus on those reminder alerts when they come and and be open to what God wants to show us something new something fresh something that will bless not just us but bless someone else 
as well. I was preparing this message, I was just reminded of a scenario that played out regularly in my family when I was growing up. I know that it happened every Sunday morning when we were going to go to church, and it probably happened on other occasions, but my dad would be ready for church first, and he would go out and back the car out of the garage and turn it around so that it was facing down the driveway ready to go to church. He was ready, he was keen, and he waited there patiently until, like, I can remember coming and joining him in the car often and the two of us would then wait for mum. And um, I'm sure sometimes it was me and mum coming out together, but but I do remember being there with dad as well. But he would just wait there patiently for mum. And, and I kind of see that as a picture of God. Like there are the times when he will use something to get our attention, but other times he's like my dad who would wait there patiently. He wasn't bipping the horn and, and when mum hopped in the car, he wasn't mad or anything. He was patient. He was sitting there hoping that mum saw past the distractions that were around her that might grab her attention before she goes out the door. He hoped that she saw the signs that, okay, he's already backed the car out. It must be time to be heading for the door. He hoped that she knew the time that church would be soon and, and Dad was probably on the door handing out hymn books or something and he wanted to get there early. But he kept waiting, waiting until Mum and I both jumped in and then he took us where we needed to go. And I just thought God is like that. He, A lot of the time he is waiting until we do grant him our attention. He's waiting till we will just slow down and stop enough to hear that gentle whisper that he won't have to bring a mighty windstorm or, a, or an earthquake or fire before we will grant him our attention. He just hopes that we just see distractions maybe but go no that we will just say no to those distractions that we will see the signs of the time that God is moving that we will go it's time that I got where he is going and that God will patiently be there waiting for us when we jump in and he will take us where we need to go and I just um yeah I wanted to finish with that picture of God, the fact that he is longing for us to come with him and he is waiting for us to give our attention. And I can't think of any time when my dad had to actually go back in the house and get my mum. I'm pretty sure that never happened. But, but sometimes God does have to do something a bit more serious about us. But a lot of the time he is there. He's waiting patiently for us till we jump in. So I encourage you to, to jump in, to, to give him your attention, to make space for that still small voice, that gentle whisper, because we have a God who desires involvement in our lives. Like he, he didn't just send Jesus to save us and then he's 
stood back, hands off. We have a God who desires involvement in our lives. And yeah, maybe you can stand with me as we finish tonight. I don't know if there's anyone here tonight or, or watching this service who who is just coming to the realisation that God does desire involvement in your life and and you've come to the recognition that that you want God to become involved in your life, that you've realised that you need to have God's involvement in your life. And I'd just like us to pray a prayer together tonight and and if you relate to that, that you, well, we'll all pray it along together, but you pray it with all your heart, just a prayer to admit that need of God and to admit that there is no way to have God involved in your life without Jesus' death and resurrection, without Jesus' death that is dealt with the sin problem in our lives has dealt with the obstacles between us and God, that separation. So let's pray tonight. Father God, I thank you that you love me. Thank you that you have shown your love for me. By sending Jesus to die for my sake. I invite you to come into my life tonight. I don't want to live as I have lived in the past, but I want to live the new life that you offer me through Jesus Christ. I thank you for forgiveness and for new life right here in this moment. Thank you that I will never be the same again. In Jesus' name, amen. that prayer for the first time tonight or, or as a recommitment, I just encourage you to, to come and speak to myself or Pastor Trevor after this meeting or to contact us via our website at lw.org.au. Let me just pray for you all before we go. Father, we just thank you for your love for us. We thank you that you do have so much more that you want to do in our lives, that you want to do in this world, that you want to do through your church. And I just thank you that, God, you are patient with us, but you long for us to just grant you our attention, that we might grow nearer to you, that we might understand your will better, that we might be reminded of those things that we already know, but maybe we need to learn more about them. We need to learn more how to be like you, Jesus. So I ask, Father, that you would help us to be able to push aside 
those things that get in the way, those things that overwhelm us when we have them in the wrong order in our life and help us to grant you our attention. Just make space in our lives to hear that gentle whisper of your voice, Lord God. And, and Lord, when there's those times where there is the big deal thing that happens that really makes us sit up and take notice. God, I pray that we won't just get caught up in the big thing, but we will find your purpose within that big thing, Lord Jesus. And God, we just desire to live lives that bring glory and honour to your name. And Lord, we just thank you that, Lord, you are the one who will lead us and grow us into people who do that. Thank you, Lord. Bless these people who are here tonight and watching this online. Bless them in your wonderful name. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast from Living Waters Church, Kyabram. Don't forget, you can find us at www.lwkyabram.com.